Section 6 of Little Masterpieces of American Wit and Humor, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Little Masterpieces of American Wit and Humor, Volume 2, edited by Thomas Lansing Masson. Section 6. Mary Mapes Dodge, Miss Maloney on the Chinese Question. Och, don't be talking. It is howled on, ye say. And didn't I howled on to the heart, and me was clean broke entirely, and me wasting that thin you could clutch me with your two hands. To think o' me toiling like a nigger for the six year I've been in America. Bad luck to the day I ever left the old country. To be bait by the likes of them. Fix and I'll sit down when I'm ready, so I will, Ann Ryan, and ye'd better be listening than drawing your remarks. And it's myself, with five good characters from respectable places, would be herdin' with the heathens. The saints forgive me, but I'd be buried alive soon and put up with a day longer. Sure, and I was a grain whore not to be lavin' at once when the missus came into me kitchen with her perlaver about the new waiter man, which was brought out from California. He'll be here the night, says she, and Katie, it's meself looks to you to be kind and patient with him, for he's a furriner, says she, a kind of lookin' off. Sure, and it's a little I'll hinder nor interfere with him nor any other mum says I, a kind of stiff, for I minded me how these French waiters, with their paper collars and brass rings on their fingers, isn't company for no girl brought up decent and honest. Och, so a bit I knew what was coming, till the missus walked into me kitchen smiling, and says, kind of scared, Here's Fing Wing, Kitty and you'll have too much sense to mind his being a little strange with that she shoots the door and i misthrusting if i was tidied up sufficient for me fine by with his paper collar looks up and holy fathers may i never breathe another breath but there stood a rail hathen chineser a grinning like he'd just come off of a tay-box and you'll believe me the creature was that yeller it ud sicken you to see him and saw a stitch was on him but a black nightgown over his trousers and the front of his head shaved cleaner nor a copper biler and a black tail a hanging down from behind with his two feet stuck into the heathenest shoes you ever set eyes on och but i was upstairs before you could turn about i given the missus warning and only stopped with her by raising me wages two dollars and plain with me how it was a christian's duty to bear with haydens and take em all in our power the saints save us well the ways and trials i ad with that chinese or ann ryan i couldn't be tellin not a blessed thing could i do but he'd be lookin on with his eyes cocked up ard like two pump handles and e without a speck or a smitch o whiskers on him and his fingernails full a yard long but it's dying you'd be to see the missus a larnin him and he grinnin and waggin his pigtail 
which was pieced out long with some black stoof, the haythen chate. It getting into her ways wonderful quick, I don't deny, imitating that sharp. You'd be surprised and catching and copying things the best of us will do a hurried would work yet don't want coming into the knowledge of the family. Bad luck to him. Is it eight with him? Arrah, and wouldn't I be sitting with a haven, and he a eatin with drumsticks? Yes, and eatin dogs and cats unknowns to me, I warrant you, which is the custom of them Chineseers. Till the thought made me that sick I could die. And didn't the creature proffer to help me a wake ago come Tuesday, and me a foldin down me clean clothes for the ironin, and fill his haven mouth with water, and afore I could hinder, squirt it through his teeth straight over the best linen tablecloth, and fold it up tight, as innocent now as a baby, the dirty baste. But the worst of all was the copying he be doin till he'd be distracted. It's yourself knows the tender feet that's on me since ever I've been in this country. Well, owing to that, I fell into the way o' slippin me shoes off when I'd be sittin down to pale the praties or likes o' that. And do ye mind that haythen would do the same thing after me whenever the missus set em parin apples or tomatoeses? The saints in heaven couldn't have made him believe he could cape the shoes on him when he'd be pale in anything. Did I live for that? Fix, and didn't he get me into trouble with my missus the haythen? You're aware yourself how the boondles coming from the grocery often contains more'n'll go into anything decently. So for that matter, I'd now and then take out a sup o' sugar or flour or tay, and wrap it in paper and put it in me bit of a box tucked under the ironing blanket, the how it couldn't be bothering any one. Well, what should it be but this blessed Saturday morn? The missus was a spakin' pleasant and respectful with me in me kitchen, when the grocer boy comes in and stands for enster with his bundles and she motions like to Fing-Wing, which I never would call him by that name, nor any other, but just Haven. She motions to him, she does, for to take the bundles and empty out the sugar and what not where they belongs. If you believe me, Anne Ryan, what did that blatherin' Chineser do but take out a sup o' sugar and a handful of tay and a bit of chaise right afore the missus? wrap them into bits o' paper, and I speechless with surprise, and e the next minute up with the ironin' blanket, and pullin' out me box with a show o' being sly to put them in. Och, the Lord forgive me, but I clutched it, and the missus sayin', Oh, Kitty, in a way that had curdled your blood. He's a haythen nigger, says I. I've found you out, says she. I'll arrest him, says I. It's you ought to be arrested, says she. You won't, says I. I will, says she. And so it went, till she gave me such sass as I couldn't take it from no lady, and I give her warning, and left that instant. And she appointed to the door. End of section 6